I hope you're having a great day. If you didn't see my post on Instagram, I just had a week's breaks off so that I can refocus creatively on writing episodes and to just overall feel refreshed. So today's episode is called How to Deal with Parents Divorcing. And at the start right now, I just need to be very honest with you and tell you guys that my parents haven't been divorced. So I haven't really experienced this firsthand. My dad actually died when I was seven from a brain tumor, but divorce impacts everyone and it's a really tough thing to go through. So I just wanted to provide some encouragement and I hope that this will be a source of hope for those who may be experiencing this issue because it really is a big deal. It's a really terrible thing to be going through. I've seen from watching my friends' parents go through divorces how shocking it can be and it's extremely terrible when it happens and I've seen some of my friends become so jaded towards love and they sometimes decide to never get married because they have a fear that they'll end up hating their partner and they might get a divorce themselves or they end up hating one or both of their parents for it and they want nothing to do with their parents moving on in the future. And some people that I know, they just try to stuff their pain really deep down and just pretend that everything's normal and that this divorce just means, it means absolutely nothing. All of those mentalities aren't really healthy and it's not really showing unity in the family and bringing everyone together. So in this episode, we're going to be going over some tips to encourage you or a friend that you know of who might have parents that are going through a divorce themselves. So I really hope these tips encourage you. Number one, remember that it isn't your fault. Some people's parents sometimes blame the fact that they weren't ready to be a parent or that they can't be a parent anymore and that's why their marriage broke up because of the strain of all of it was just way too much. But overall, a marriage breakdown should never be the children's fault. Even if they openly blame you, just don't take it to heart. If you read in Genesis in the Bible, then you would know that we live in a broken world and that nothing goes right. And as a result of the fall, divorce is also a part of this world. So to be very clear, no matter what anyone's personal view on divorce is, Malachi chapter 2 verse 16 says, I hate divorce, says the Lord God. Can't get any more clear than that. So no matter what grounds people give for divorce, first and foremost, it doesn't mean that God wants people to even get divorced. There are two clear grounds for divorce. Number one, sexual immorality. And that's found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, which if you don't know what that means, it's basically just sexual acts outside of the boundaries of a biblically defined marriage. So these can look like things like adultery, premarital sex, pornography, and so on. And the second ground for divorce is if your partner is an unbeliever and they decide to abandon you. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 15 says, If your husband or wife isn't a follower of the Lord and decides to divorce you, then you should agree to it. You are no longer bound to that person. So God knows that marriages are made up of two sinful people, and he isn't surprised when people get divorced because he knows when they happen. So the blame isn't on the kids. It's not God's fault either. It's on them and their own brokenness. People are selfish and sometimes make selfish decisions, making other people, like their kids, deal with the consequences of pain, which is why we should always ask for God's help with helping your parents with what they're going through. Don't believe the lie that divorce is your fault. It doesn't matter what grounds that they claim that they're divorcing on. It's, it's their fault. It's on them. And 
you shouldn't be the one who has to stop this divorce. That shouldn't be on you. The reconciliation should be on both of your parents. Number two, remember that God won't let you down. It's always disappointing when parents get divorced and it's completely normal because when we're younger, we look up to our parents and we admire them because it looks like they have their life all figured out and that they're super smart. But when horrible situations like divorce happen, we see them just like everyone else, broken. And it can be very disappointing. But the good news is that we have a father in heaven who will never let us down and that's God. (laughs) All people are God's wonderful creation and God loves the entire world. But if you have given your lives to him, if you have put your faith and trust in him, then you are a child of God. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 says, think how much the father loves us. He loves us so much that he lets us be called his children as we truly are. But since the people of this world do not know who Christ is, they don't know who we are. And later in verse 10, it says, You can tell God's children from the devil's children because those who belong to the devil refuse to do right or to love each other. We become God's children when we are saved because we are adopted into God's family through our relationship with Jesus Christ. So since God is our heavenly father, we can trust in him and we can trust that he will never let us down. He has a great plan for our lives and he brings all bad things together for good. He protects us from harm and he will never leave us. He is a really good father. And if I can go so far to say that, I can personally testify to that because majority of my life, I didn't grow up with a father. I only had God to be my father. I didn't have anyone else on earth to be a father to me. So before I knew Christ, I didn't, I was running around the world acting as someone who didn't have a father. And I think to those who knew me then, it was very obvious. <laughs> but now I can definitely say that I, I don't feel that emptiness. I don't feel that gap missing in my life because I know that God is my heavenly father and all of these statements are completely true. A great psalm to pray over during this hard time might be Psalm 31. And here's what verses 3 to 5 say in the message translation. You are my cave to hide in, my cliff to climb. Be my safe leader. Be my true mountain guide. Free me from hidden traps. I want to hide in you. I've put my life in your hands. You won't drop me and you will never let me down. So remember, take everything to God in prayer. You can talk to him. Your grieving process will be your own journey. So don't try to hurry up and feel better. And I know because I I always try to do that when something bad happens. But remember that the weight of the pain is always lighter once it's shared. So take your pain, your feelings and thoughts to God because he will always offer comfort to those who are grieving. Pray and ask him to help you to be full of grace, patience and strength. And don't forget to thank him for never leaving you in the first place. Also, consider maybe writing in a journal during this time, because if you're like me, I sometimes find it easier to vocalize my thoughts when I write them down out first, rather than just speak off the top of my head. God really loves you, and he'll always be there for you. Cling to his promises so that you can work through this difficult time. And if you don't know what his promises are, I would encourage you to open the word and discover what these amazing promises are, because these will be the things that will provide you hope. But on a more practical level, 
not only God, but also lean into close friends, siblings, or maybe Bible study group friends as well. They can also offer a really good support for yourself or any other affected family member. And they'll also be ready and there to pray for you as well. Just don't let yourself become isolated. Number three, be hot, humble, open, and transparent. You may feel like you should just shove your feelings down or that your feelings don't matter because this is your parents' marriage and that it's just between them, but it's not. Your feelings do matter, especially now. It's important to be humble, open, and transparent with your parents about your feelings. Tell them how you really feel and what would you like to see happen. Don't be silent. You can tell them how you feel. It will help you to process what's happening and it will help you and the family move forward more smoothly if you're clear with your parents from the start. Just remember the first letter in hot, H. Be humble. Show compassion. You may be feeling very angry and upset that this is happening, but it is also very heartbreaking for them as a couple. Don't yell. Don't tell them aggressively how they should have done better or anything like that. They're probably feeling very upset and lonely as well, and I'd encourage you to show them love and compassion to both of them. Just be careful to not take on the full weight of their emotional well-being, because that's just too much for one person to bear. Don't play referee or gossip about one parent to the other either. Depending on why they're getting a divorce, it might be very difficult to show compassion or forgiveness, especially if someone has mistreated or abused the other person. And definitely in those cases, it's important to protect yourself as well. But think how perhaps in the future you can be nice, humble, and show them grace and compassion. Jesus forgave those who hurt him, and we're also called to forgive those who hurt us. To God, forgiveness isn't an option, but it's a command of obedience and it's normally a big challenge. This principle doesn't just apply to divorce, but it applies to all areas of life. I used to hold grudges against those who hurt me in the past and I wouldn't forgive them and I would remember the times over and over in my head when people hurt me and it would just rile me up all over again. But recently, God has brought me through this journey of learning that people aren't the problem. It's the enemy, Satan, who works to poison us against each other and to start division and arguments in the body of believers. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18 says, Do not take revenge or bear a grudge against members of your community, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. The statement he makes at the end, I am the Lord, is a reminder to us that he is the Lord, not us. And to hold a grudge is to set ourselves up as judge and jury to determine if someone's mistakes should not be forgiven, and no person has the right or authority to do that. Sometimes we hold on to grudges because we feel like we have the responsibility to see that justice is done or that other people need to know how badly we were hurt. But when we give God the situation as well as the right to decide the outcome, We let God work as he sees fit without our own anger getting in the way. Forgiveness is God's gift to us to release us from the control of someone who has hurt us. Forgiveness puts our relationship with God back in proper order. God is the judge, not us. It's a challenge, but pray and ask God for strength. Ask him to change your heart and to be full of grace, just as he is graceful towards you. It might be a daily battle to choose to forgive and to not become bitter, and I know how hard it can be, trust me. But eventually, the negative feelings will disappear and you will be filled with peace. I'm married, 
And even though I'm determined to never get divorced, the fear that my marriage will end up in divorce does come across my mind at times. I ultimately have a choice in how I will handle my marriage and also my walk with the Lord. I ask God to help me to love, forgive, and obey Him, especially when it comes to my marriage. I hope that the fear of divorce will change me and others into a person who will display good fruit so that in the end there will be more joy and that God will be glorified in all marriages. Despite the pain you may be personally feeling and what has happened in the past, I just pray that today you will have the strength to face the future with a renewed hope. I really hope that today's episode has encouraged you. Please let me know what you think by either contacting me on any of the social media accounts or on the blog itself, or if you leave a review of the podcast in Apple Podcasts. I hope you have a great rest of your day wherever you are, and I will get back to you next Monday. Bye.